Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and we are here tonight wrapping up Step 5, Accountable, with talking about proactive behavior. And I'm super excited to get into this conversation. We have an amazing guest coach on the show tonight. I met her in October of last year and she just blew me away with her story and um, everything about her. So please welcome Mandy McGowan. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me tonight. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. So um, please introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us what you get to do and who you get to serve. Yes, my name is Mandy McGowan. I am out of Denver, Colorado, and I am an entrepreneur finance coach. I work with my clients um, who are entrepreneurs or really anybody with like fluctuating or unpredictable income to really understand how to navigate, manage, and build on their financial skill set so that they can have successful businesses, successful lives, create the financial independence that they're really seeking, and do it all without pulling their hair out, being like, I don't get money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be your ideal client, most likely, <laughs> um, which is probably why I went to your I went to your talk and I loved every second of it. So, oh, thank you. Being accountable and being proactive about it seems perfect. Um, the perfect show to have you come on and talk to our listeners. So we focus on fear, and there's definitely a lot of fear when it comes to money and getting um, upping your awareness around your money, right? So what can you what can you share with us about supporting your clients with proactive behaviors? Yes. So when it comes to really anything, like I always say like what I coach on really can apply to any space in life, but being proactive is really like the first step is creating awareness because if you're not aware of what's going on, if you're not aware of the circumstances you're in or if you're in any sort of denial about the circumstances, then it's impossible to change anything. So the first step of being proactive is really just taking stock of where you're at like I call it taking like a financial inventory, like where are you at, where are your goals, and how far off are you? Because that's how you can then create a plan to be proactive. But I think the biggest obstacle mm-hmm. is people, people kind of shove their head in the sand sometimes, especially around their finances, and it comes from a space of not understanding, from shame or guilt or any of those things that can come up when somebody finds themselves in one of those moments where they're like, man, I should have known better or I should have – like, how did I get here? And so that awareness mm-hmm. step really allows you to kind of just be honest with yourself and be like, okay, now that I'm aware, what is my next step? 
And with anything, especially finances, when we can map out the steps, then we can really be proactive because we can start to look ahead. We can start to see what's coming. We can start to understand the cycle and the flow of things rather than always looking back and being like, oh, that happened and now I have to react. We can say, okay, this trend tends to mean that this is going to happen, so this is how we're going to deal with it leading into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a place you would want to be, right, <laughs> than the latter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. spent a good few years being very re reactive around my finances, and it didn't end mm -hmm. well. I mean, years later, it's, it's great, but in the moment, it didn't end phenomenally by any means. And that was kind of my yeah. wake-up call of, like, you can't just always, like, hope and prayer is not a plan. Um, so yeah. I truly believe that you have to like create a plan that is built on this is my next step. And if this happens, then that is my next step. Or if this happens, that is my next step. So proactive, I think really just means like looking at, looking ahead and seeing all the potential outcomes that could happen and then creating a plan of like, okay, well, if I know everything that could potentially happen as a result of this next step then I know what my next step after that one can be. And you just kind of look out. But I think sometimes um, we get so stuck, especially as women, we tend to get, I think, stuck in, like, the judgment cycle or the what are people thinking of me cycle. And it gets us caught in the current action rather than being able to look ahead and be like, well, this is what I want, so this is what I need to do. I hear you. Well, I want to take a moment real quick to – um, bring on my beautiful co-host. Uh, she uh, is now here with us, and so please welcome the beautiful Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, I'm doing great. I'm glad I got here. I just, uh, you know, how time gets away from me sometimes, and uh, yeah. enjoyed what I heard because it. Uh, I don't know what the initial question was or how you got into awareness but as we know in our in our world of coaching and fearless living awareness is always the first step and how yep. that uh, allows us in any kind of any kind of a situation to move forward so i was enjoying listening very much so thank you <laughs> well thank you terry glad to hear it <laughs> glad to hear it uh yeah so um so when it comes to, Mandy, when it comes to being accountable, what would be your first proactive behavior that you would have a client do? I think the very first thing specifically around accountability is, I kind of hit on it already, but just that, like, we have to be brutally honest with ourselves about where we're at. And I think sometimes that can be the hardest step, regardless of what you're dealing with, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whatever it is. We have to be truthful about exactly where we are because I think often we want to portray that we might be in a different place than we are or even in our minds we might like trick ourselves into thinking we're in a different place. But if we're not really accountable for where we're at to start, then we can't create the plan of where we want to go. But we also can't take – if we're not being accountable for where we're at and how we got there – it's hard to change any of the habits or patterns or action steps we took and shift those to be proactive for a different result. 
Because if we continue to do what we've always done, we're going to end up in the same situation, and that's not being proactive at all. Right. Right. So say someone comes to you, they've been brutally honest, they see that there's holes in their plan or they don't have a plan at all. What can what do you do to to help them have the the stamina to to make that plan? <laughs> Cuz that's kind of where yeah. I am. I've been brutally honest <laughs> with my numbers and now I'm like, "Okay, well, what do I do now?" <laughs> so, one of the very first things that I work on is starting to shift our words and our thoughts and how that all plays in. I'm a very big believer that money specifically is a very energetic thing. And when we have negative mm-hmm. thoughts or negative words around it, we're pushing it away. And so one of the first things I do is I always ask my clients, I'm like, okay, you're going to get a journal or I'm going to send you a journal and we're going to start creating a money journal. And one of the things I really like to do is like every time you have a thought, that you know is not serving where you want to be. Every time you have words fall out of your mouth that is not serving the future you that you want to be in the future financial circumstances you want to have, I'm like, we're going to shift that. And I heard, I had a coach teach me this phrase once and I love it. And so now I use it with all my clients, but it's like, I used to believe and we fill in the blank with the negative thought, but now I know that and we reword the thought in the way that we want to believe it. Even if we're not there yet, we reword it in the way that we want it to be. We reword the reality the way we want it to be. There's something about shifting that piece that starts to allow people to shift just their energy around money. And then one of the other very first things I do in conjunction with that is we start to map out the possibilities. So I sit down and I'm like, what are all the ways that you generate income in your business? Or what are all the ways that money comes into your household? What's your target number that we want to be at? And then we just play with it. Like, we literally have fun. I'm like, it's literally a game right now, just all the possibilities. Let's just put pen to paper, and let's just figure out all the ways that that number could possibly happen, even if deep down you're like, there's no freaking way. I don't believe that's possible. But let's just, like, play (laughs) that anything is possible and map that out. Once people see that the numbers are possible, and they're aware of the words and the thoughts they have around money, there's something that in that first step just kind of starts to click. And now when they see that possibility, they're like, oh, now I see what I can do to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the journal tool of, of shifting what you're thinking and what you're saying to something more positive because I definitely – have a tendency to to go to the negative side and um and then yet when my husband speaks of it negatively I'm like don't do that <laughs> oh it's so much easier for us to catch somebody else than it is for us to catch ourselves yeah <laughs> yeah so, so I, I, I love that I always encourage everybody. I'm like, find somebody who you spend a lot of time with. Maybe that is your spouse. Maybe it's a business partner, just whoever that is, somebody that you're around pretty frequently. And I always encourage them. I'm like, if there's one phrase around money that you know you say all the time that you want to eliminate, I'm like, almost create like a swear jar type thing around it. Like, 
I tell my husband when I'm trying to eliminate phrases, I'm like, if you hear me say this, remind me I owe the swear jar. My my 11 year old son's the best at it. He'll always call me out on it. <laughs> Aren't kids great that way? Oh, they're so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Terry, what are your thoughts on the on the journal idea? We haven't heard that as a tool before. No, I think uh, I I love the uh, way of <clears throat> reframing. Reframing your uh, self-destructive or negative thoughts, and and I think that's a good way to do it because we, you know, in order to be honest with ourselves and aware of what we're doing, if we write it down and when we put pen to paper, there's much more of a neurological connection to those negative or self-destructive thoughts. And when we can see them and we actually write them, then uh, by by um, reframing them into positive that I think that's really for some people that's going to be a really powerful tool much more powerful than just thinking thinking them and and restating them out loud that process of writing things down really helps to get that thought into you know into our our brain and and those dendrites start snapping and we start really being cognitive cognitively aware of um, how those those are self-destructive thoughts and how they do, rather than attract, deflect any um, financial abundance, which has already been created for us. We just have to ask and believe it. And I think that, that's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. And we we really look at the power of language so often in our emotional um, well-being and thinking of that in terms of financial, you know, attracting financial abundance, it really makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. Um, do it writing things down. I'm going to definitely tour. <laughs> you know, I used to. I love it. The, yeah. And I. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Terry. No, I was just going to say, you know, the comment that you said about I used to believe and now I know. I like that as well because um, I've been working with a group in our polka dot uh, powerhouse group. We've been reading a book called The Happy Pocket Full of Money. And mm-hmm. and that, that's really the whole concept behind that as well. But it, And they have you write a lot of things down. But I, I really like that a lot, that phrase, I used to believe this, now I know this. And that's, again, a way of changing your language from used to, to know, believe to know and just get through that hoping and wishing that things are going to be better it's that switch in language and we use that a lot when we're having people you know discourage themselves have expectations of you know they should do this they need to do this they have to do this to uh intentions of i choose i can i want you know it's a kind of the same thing there's so much power in language and the way we talk to ourselves so Writing it down is going to just add a layer to that that's going to make it even more um, possible to get that into your your thought processes. Absolutely, yeah. And I usually encourage people to do like a little pocket size or purse size journal that you can just carry with Mm -hmm. you all the time because it's also super powerful if you catch it in the moment to just take the minute or two that it takes to write it out in that moment 
because when the thought is the freshest in our mind is when we have the most power to start to change our way of thinking when we catch it in the moment versus being out and about and being like, oh, I had that thought, and when I get home in four or five hours, I'm going to write that down. Well, if anybody's anything like me, I'm like, there's a lot that happens in my head in four or five hours, and I don't remember what that thought was. (laughs) It doesn't take that long for me to forget. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's from from the kitchen to the bedroom. (laughs) I forgot. Yes, I can relate. (laughs) Yeah, I carry a little uh, notebook right in my purse, and it's it's like and I have several of them around my house because I I do, I forget. I'll have this, you know, I get this intuitive hit, and if I don't write it down right then, I, I can lose it. So, yeah, there's, I have in my, I have one in my bathroom, so when I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready or just get out of the shower, those are the times sometimes I have the most powerful thoughts. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But writing them down, Nothing. that's the way. Yeah, so that's the really, really powerful point is to write them down. Yeah, and I think this is really powerful, that phrase. I actually got that phrase from another dot, um, and she's the one that taught me that phrase. And there's just something powerful about acknowledging that, like, yes, this was my truth at one point, and that's okay, but now Mm -hmm. I know that it doesn't have to be anymore, and I can make my truth what I want it to be through this process. And I think yeah, when it comes to finances, that's a piece that people, I think that's a tr- piece that just seems a little out of reach for people until they start to do the work because they're like, no, this is my re- reality. What do you mean I can have different? Like, this has always been my mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. But there is something about, like, once you start to shift the way you think and talk and react to money, then it allows you to be super proactive in that sense of like, okay, if I want to generate X amount of dollars in revenue, I could sit here and hope it happens while I'm talking negatively about money and complaining about how nobody ever wants to pay what I charge, or I can start to believe that there are people out there that are looking for me that we just haven't crossed paths yet And they're going to graciously and happily pay me what I charge. And they're going to be the most amazing clients. And they're going to tell people, and it's just, it's this pattern of like, whatever you want to be can be, but not until we get out of our own way with our words and our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have Absolutely. these three foundation, we have these three foundation principles that we practice with our clients. And that is that, and it starts with you. I mean, it's about you. It's first, you have compassion and grace for yourself, but you're brutally honest. You face reality, and then you take personal responsibility. And if you can, you know, so to avoid beating yourself up, like you were talking about shame and blame, and you know that we can we can kind of surround our financial situations in that context, or we can be honest where we are, and then have compassion for ourselves, saying, "Yeah, I got there, but you know, I, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to move forward with the personal responsibility." And that's where you develop the skills then and the tools and you start to be aware and willing to work forward. Uh, you know, if it's with a coach or, you know, we think that the best way to do that's with a coach, of course, that has the skills and strategies to help you take the next step, the next step, the next step so that you can get to where you want to be and you're not, you know, you're not uh, paralyzed by the fear 
or the shame or the guilt of being in that situation, whether it's a financial situation, it's a career situation, it's a relationship, relational situation, you still take those same steps, you know, that you're going to take proactive behaviors rather than self-destructive behaviors. And you do that by having compassion and giving yourself grace, but being honest, yet really being honest, like you said, brutally honest. And then what's your yeah. personal responsibility, you know, to take to move forward. And those three steps really serve me well and my clients is to, to remember it's all about me. It's what it's my choice. It's my choice of whether I'm self-destructive, negative, or whether I'm positive and proactive. And I can access that freedom piece of me that's proactive rather than being stuck in that fear of me that's negative and self-destructive. Yeah, and I love that you brought that up, Terry, because one of the things that I have a lot of my clients do when they are, when I notice that they're in almost like this shame spiral or like this regret cycle, as I call it, I always talk to them and I have them acknowledge a couple things and then I have them do an exercise. But I'm always like, let's just acknowledge that the you of however long ago it was that you're like sitting in this shame space or this regret space of that decision you made, that version of you did the absolute best that they knew how to do in that moment with the knowledge they had at that time. You've progressed from then. You now know more. You now know that you could have done things different, but the you of then did not know that because you made the best decision you could at that point. Let's acknowledge that. Let's be okay with that. And then I have them do an exercise where I have them write that older version of themselves a letter of forgiveness, being like, Mm -hmm. I forgive you. I understand that you did the best you could. I know that you couldn't have done better and I'm done being mad at you for that. There is something so cathartic and releasing about going through that process. And it's not an overnight process. I've had to write myself that letter probably over a hundred times at this point. And sometimes I still have to write it and new things come up. But there's something really powerful about that grace and compassion piece that you mentioned of being Mm -hmm. like, yes, like, I'm not happy with what happened, but I understand that it couldn't have been any different because all the tools in my toolbox at that time resulted in that outcome. And now I've added new tools and there's better tools in there that do the job quicker and easier and more efficiently, but I didn't have those tools then. And that's okay. Yep. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that we can definitely get stuck in the, uh, you know, the trick of the 2020 vision, um, you know, looking back on something with being wiser and um, having more skills and, and shaming the, the person we were before. And it, it, uh, it's not fair to do to yourself. Um, and you wouldn't do it to anyone else but yourself. So, yeah. yeah, letting go of that, for sure. Well, no, ladies, absolutely, and I it's, have, it's super powerful. I have enjoyed yeah. this conversation. We are almost out of time, and I want to give Mandy the opportunity to share with the listeners where they can um, get a hold of her and if you have anything going on that you'd like to invite our listeners to, um, please do that as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So on Facebook, which is where I probably spend most of my time when I'm on social media, uh, just Mandy McGowan, M-C-G-O-W-A-N. Um, on Instagram, I'm the Entrepreneur Finance Coach. And then they can always email me, Mandy, at, the, at entrepreneurfinancecoach.com. Um, I'm going to say that again because I stuttered there, Mandy, at entrepreneurfinancecoach.com. Um, and, yeah, I'm always, like, I'm always up for a good conversation about money. I'm always up for a conversation that somebody thinks is a bad conversation about money because they usually realize it's good by the end of it. So I just, I love supporting people in this space. It's my passion. So, Honestly, just if you want to talk money, reach out. I'm here. Awesome. And we also invite you to share that information in our Facebook group so that uh, people can have easy access to you and uh, be able to contact you if they want to have that money conversation. Perfect. I will do that. Awesome. Awesome. So if there was one thing that you would want to share about being accountable and taking proactive behaviors, what would be that one thing that you'd want our listeners to take with take away with them tonight? It's baby steps. Sometimes we look at the journey ahead of us and we're like, okay, I can get there by doing X, Y, Z, but we forget the baby steps in between. So it's, it's baby steps one day at a time and celebrate every step forward. Because if you're not celebrating every step forward, it's too easy to slip back into old habits and patterns. So I really think a big part of being proactive is baby steps and celebrating along the way. I love that. I love that. Well, we definitely preach that as well here with with everything. Um, so it's definitely a good attitude to have towards life in general. Um, but uh, I love that it. It's what you're sharing with our listeners tonight as well. Terry, one last thing for you. Yeah, I really want to uh, just something that Mandy said that is so important, and that is looking back at our ourself when we made those choices that we that we regret, that we just forgive ourselves and let it go. I love that. I just think that is such an important part when we get stuck in the you know in that cycle of regret and fear and um, shame that we we work at letting go of that and forgiving ourselves because we did the best we could. And that's kind of like seeing our innocence, you know, it's we, we did the best we could. And when we can do that and forgive ourselves and move forward, we have so much more power to face the journey ahead step by step, you know, baby step by baby step, concept by concept and get to where we want to be. So I just want to reiterate that. I think that's very important. Yeah, I love that. For me, the thing that I would want our listeners to take away is Mandy's tool that she shared tonight about journaling, about our negative thoughts, owning our negative thought, and then shifting it to what we want it to be and taking that time to to up our awareness around um, what we're saying about money, and then taking the steps to shift it into how we want to be with our money and feel about our money and think about our money and um, all of that. So I really loved that tool that she shared with us or that you shared with us, I'm talking like you're not here, um, that you shared with <laughs> us tonight. 
And um, I've really appreciated you being here on the show. I know our listeners um, were giving great information, and um, we'd love to have you back anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. This was so fun. Yeah, we try to make it fun, you know. That that makes it easier to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of Fearless Living. And if you'd like to find out more about Fearless Living, please go to fearlessliving.org. If you want to find out more about Terry and I, please go to fearlessgenerations.org. And you can find out everything there about everything we do, all the workshops that we provide to support you in knowing more about your fear, what fear is, what its purpose is, why do we have it, will it ever go away, all those questions we answer, and much more. We also have lots of tools that we want to share with you there and check out um, all the workshops that we have coming up this year. We're really excited about that. Please also interact with us on the Facebook in the Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. We would love to um, interact with you there. Um, or you can email us at kelly at fearlessgenerations.org with any questions that you have um, or if you just want to connect. So we thank you so much, Mandy, again, for being here with us tonight. Terry, I thank you for being here with me tonight. Always love um, being together and um, doing what we do together. Uh, it uh, makes me happy. So until next Pleasure. week, everybody. Be fearless. Thank you, Mandy. Bye-bye. Thank you, ladies. Bye.